0: Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Nikki Washington. You are listening to Let Me Find Out, a witty take on life and culture. Did you miss me? <laughs> Welcome to season six, everybody. Hope all is well. If you are listening to this for the first time, first of all, let me say um, I do not take for granted. And I say it often, but I'm going to say it again because it's true. I do not take for granted the fact that you are listening to this podcast. Um, you don't owe it to me. I am not one of those people, even though I've been doing this for many, many years, I have never uh, been one of those people that felt like people owed me their allegiance, owed me their um, their support or anything like that. I don't take none of that stuff for granted. Sorry, no, no double negatives. Any of that for granted. <laughs> but I just wanted to say uh, thank you so much for, uh, you know, finding us however you found us until my day one ride or die season six in this thing first of all what's good now I know y'all are like wait a minute Nikki you got video and audio I know look at me growing and drinking milk now let me give the disclaimers up front right all of my equipment has not come in yet the production crew they slipping I don't know what's going on with them and when I say production crew I mean me <laughs> so yeah the um I'm still waiting on like my little uh um all uh branded stuff and all that stuff. But we here. And you know what? I kind of like the like get it out the mud, thug it and bug it type of situation. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have a problem with, you know, the, the whole naked mic and, you know, the background being whatever it is. I feel like it gives a sense of earthiness, a sense of naturalness, a sense of like, you know, transparent, this is how it works-ness, if that's the right word. But anyway, nevertheless, thank you for tuning in. I'm excited. I'm excited because like I said, I was thinking about the other day that it's been since 2006, since I started doing media, and I've done radio, I've done TV, I've done books, and helped other people launch major platforms, and major movie careers, and radio, and just like a bunch of stuff, right? And I'm really, I'm amazed that God saw fit to use little, little, little old me, like for whatever reason, so I give God glory for it, I don't take it for granted, and I know that I am only beginning to scratch the surface to see what God has for me. So I'm excited to be, you know, on this ride with you guys and uh, bringing you into my little world and letting you know what's going on with me. We have a lot of great stuff coming down the pipe. But before I get into all of that... First of all, if you're new, we have a saying on this show that this is like a cookout. And the way you contribute to said cookout is very, very simple. Now, we're not asking you to make macaroni and cheese. We're not asking you to make, you know, uh, cornbread. We're not asking you for none of the food. We're not even asking you to bring the ice, right? All we're asking you for is to like subscribe, share, rate. What this does is allows us to be found by people who might not find us otherwise. So your way of contributing to this cookout is by doing those things. So thank you in advance for contributing to the cause. Now listen, for my day ones, for ones who were like, hey, you need to do it on YouTube too. Now listen, y'all. Y'all be running the numbers up on all these other platforms. If I get to YouTube and it got like two views, I'm going to stop recording. (laughs) Because listen, it takes a lot for me to sit still in one place and not be doing, I mean, not a lot, but you know what I'm saying. Um, to be sitting still, I have a lot going on. So this is sacrifice. But I love y'all, so I'm willing to sacrifice, right? That's what love is. It's sacrificial. So um, hopefully this this is uh, beneficial to you. And if it's just five people, we're going to rock. Y'all know I don't get caught up in the numbers, but I am saying it'd be nice if you uh, made it, a you know, I don't know, a group effort. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, hopefully
0: uh, this is uh, enough. Now, let me give a disclaimer also. We will not be doing the full episodes initially on YouTube, so we'll do the lead-ins on YouTube, and then we'll direct everybody on over to all platforms where our podcast is, which is Apple um, Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. I think we're still on SoundCloud, Anchor. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, chances are Let Me Find Out is up in that bang, right? So thank you in advance for subscribing on any platform that you listen to it on. And, yeah, I think those are the only housekeeping rules. Oh, also, follow me on my socials. You know what it is. (laughs) If you're on Instagram, it's Nick Washington. If you are on TikTok, it's Nick Wash. Um, I have Twitter. I believe it's Nick Washington, but I barely use it. Um, And then Facebook, I don't. Much. i mean i have old friends and family and old people that i've you know worked with and served with in years past but i literally only go there to check my inbox and sometimes i don't want to do that because the deacons hmm, nevertheless <laughs> here we are but yeah i have a uh, social media so wherever you find nick washington or nikki washington you know how that your girl y'all forgive me for this too but are, uh, i just moved to houston not too long ago and nobody told me that houston had a whole humidity thing so, like, I hear people say all the time, Nikki, your hair is so long, or it's so thick, and da da da, why don't you wear it out? I'll tell you why, sis. Because as soon as I hit that door, Houston be like, bam, 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 two to the body, one to the face on my hair. And I just don't know. I have not figured out yet how to tame the beast that is humidity. And my hair turns into a big old after I start a little Angie Stone. So, that is why I still be rocking the little weaves or whatever, but it's wash day, so this is getting washed uh, tomorrow, and uh, yeah we'll be switching up doing a little something something you know what I'm saying? A little something, something. <laughs> nevertheless you didn't come here for all of that you came here to find out what's new what's coming in this season i consider this episode more of like a um uh sneak preview a trailer if you will of things to come so this is the point in the episode where i'm going to transition all of it i know i know you're like you don't give me none on here i'm, I'm gonna give you a little little piece of something but if you want the full episode head on over to those social media handles and click the link in my bio or go directly to the sites where all of the uh, podcasts are streaming so we're going to be talking about all the projects I have coming up we're going to be talking about uh, how to set the room for this year and we're going to be talking about things that I think matter to you so again go ahead and head over the podcast title is let me find out and I will see y'all over there so we're going to turn this off And for the people that are listening, you're like, wait, turn what off? I got y'all. We still on. I promise you we still (laughs) on. So I want to talk about a couple things. First, I have some projects coming, y'all, and I'm super excited about these projects. Um, I have a book coming. Oh, y'all, this labor of love. When I tell you this book is a whole labor of love. So I have a book releasing. I have not given out what the book is about yet, but I believe it's necessary I believe that it is cross-generational. I believe it's cross-denominational. I believe it's even uh, crossing different religious boundaries. Um, You don't have to be Christian to like it. You don't have to be black. You don't have to be white. You don't have to be Jew nor Gentile. (laughs) It really is a book that I think will resonate with everybody. And I believe that it is a book that uh, speaks to the climate of connectivity uh, that we are seeing today. We live in a day and space where we are more connected on social media, but more disconnected in real life. And I think that God is a God of uh, fellowship and of connectivity. And um, there's so much data and so much information that proves that being in fellowship with one another, whether it's romantic, whether it's platonic, whether it's even a uh, co-laborer, there are so many health benefits to it that um, I think it's only right that we talk about um, what that looks like. Without giving it too much away, that's that's generally what the book is. It's not what you think it is, but it is what you think it is. So I'm looking forward to revealing in fullness what that book looks like. And then also, y'all, and I've been working on this second one for almost two years. <laughs> and I've had this cat in the bag for almost two years. And so now I'm finally getting to a place where I am going to share just a teeny tiny bit. So about two years ago, maybe a little less than two years ago, I joined, I was asked to join rather a writing group, right? And um, I have had this long dream, and and really part of it is when you grow up in California, it's almost like a rite of passage that you either know somebody in the industry or you want to be a part of the industry. And I'm talking about movie industry. I'm talking about music industry. We all know people who know people know people, right? Um, So growing up, I had uh, cousins who, you know, auditioned for major films. I had friends who sang. I had family members who played uh, instruments and performed live. It was just always around me. I remember even uh, being in high school when I was a senior. In school, um, we had a bus every Friday that would go to NBC Studios because they needed uh, audience members. And so we were always kind of um, swirling around that environment, right? And when I was younger, I'd say maybe hmm it had to be like maybe 11 or 12 I started writing and um it was funny co- so whenever I would get punished first it was never because I did something because I was a scary little kid I wasn't trying to do nothing wrong <laughs> but it was always because I said something like my mouth was a little it was a little jazzy I ain't gonna hold you it's just a little just a little sarcastic I have since grown and evolved but when I was a kid I would just <laughs> quick with it right and so I went up. my punishment my mother if she didn't spank me she would send me to my room and so, no TV, no radio, nothing. But all I would have is my pen and my paper. So I just began to write. And I would write the stuff that I wanted to watch on TV. So I would start writing stories about what I, like, from my imagination. And I did that from maybe like 11 or 12 to, ooh, maybe 19. Like writing, and I had hundreds of stories, y'all. Just hundreds. And um, it, was, it was to the point where I would read regular books, and in my humble estimation, my fictional stories that I wrote were just as good as some of the authors that I was reading, and I would share them with other people, and they would say, like, the same, and there were seasons in, in school where I would be put in advanced reading classes, and my teachers would praise me for my work, and I would always get my most decent grades when it came to, like, English and literature and stuff like that, so I knew that there was something there. I just didn't know how to cultivate it. And so it was a dream deferred, to say, the le- to say the least. And I have been talking to a friend of mine a couple of years ago, and they were sharing with me some of the things they wanted to do, and it was a lot like some of the things that I wanted to do. And uh, we kind of came to me. I can't remember if they asked me to join the group or we just came to mutual consist- consensus, and it just kind of naturally flowed into that. I can't remember the details. Um, but so for whatever reason, we all decided to join. And it ended up being four of us in this writing group. And over the course of time, it ended up being two people that were doing the main writing and then one person kind of on the, um, the perimeter so um, it ignited my passion and my love for, for screenwriting and it ignited my passion and my love for storytelling, again, y'all. And so we are getting ready to uh, produce our very first – I can't tell you what it is <laughs> – our very first production. We'll say it that way. And so uh, we're believing God. We don't um, have all the answers. We don't even know all the things that, that we are doing, but we do have all the resources. And I do believe that um, – as we step out that God will uh, make it clear and put people in our path to uh, show us where we uh, lack and also um, that we can help other people where other people are lacking because I feel like we're not as advanced as, as you know hunted professionals but we're not novice either I feel like we're kind of in between and the the beautiful thing is there's a lot of talent in that room so I'm grateful and I'm excited to be a part of the group I'm grateful to be able to um, put some things to screen and to share with y'all what God is doing this is my first time sharing it publicly and I did that by design because a lot of times y'all when you have things that are in the incubation phase you really want to guard it and protect it and make sure one, that it has your voice or really the voice of of, um, the people working on it. And two, you don't want people speaking deaf to what God is doing. A lot of times we'll say stuff prematurely. And I've said this before about all kinds of things, but in my life, I believe your personality can be very public, but I keep my private life very private. Um, until it's time to be public. And and that goes for business, that goes for career trajectory, that goes for relationships, that goes for a uh, family. There are just very few. I believe you give people transparency and you're honest and you show them the good and bad and ugly. However, when it comes to just personal life, I think you have to walk that balance. So... Um, I'm private when it comes to that kind of stuff. So when it's time, it's time. And now that it is time, I want to share with y'all. So I'm excited about it. I can't wait for y'all to be a part. I can't wait to get your input. I'm going to take you along my journey so that you can see the process because I really think it's important for people to see um, that, honestly, it's not that I'm so special. It's not that I'm so significant to God. I believe all of us are special and significant to God. But I really believe that God honors heart posture. And I believe that Jesus is really the ultimate deciding factor. And we I know a lot of us love to um, esteem ourselves. <laughs> And I don't think there's anything wrong with speaking well of yourself and thinking well of yourself. In fact, in fact, I consider myself to be a person that thinks well of myself. I have a nice, healthy dose of self-esteem, not arrogant, not haughty, but I know who I am, I'm sure who I am, and my voice is solid, right? And so because I know this about myself, I um, try my best to make sure that I um, represent Christ in a way that that is reflective of who I say I serve, but also that I... You know, don't present anything that's insecure or timid because that's not the heart of who I am and because that's not who God created us to be. So all that to say, I don't believe that um, I'm so special that God would choose me over you because I'm just so gifted and extremely talented. I believe that God blesses us according to our faith and I believe that God honors heart posture. So I want you to see my process so that you can see it's not because, oh man, she has something that other people don't. Because a lot of times we think that we'll see someone who, Is wealthy and we'll think they're wealthy because they're smart. Or we'll see someone who is beautiful and we'll think they're beautiful because they did something. And don't get me wrong. Now some people are genetically modified. That's a whole nother show. Some people, you know, are smart who are successful, but everybody who has a platform is not there because of merit. That's what I'm trying to say. Everybody who has a platform is not there because of merit. Some stuff is sheerly the grace of God, and so I just want you to see behind the curtain so that you can see that you can do it, too. As the old song says, you can do it, too. Eh? So I'll see that you can do it, too. So I'm excited to be able to share that with y'all. And then finally, the third piece I want to talk about is literally what you want, what is important to you. Now, y'all know me by now. Y'all know... I'll take questions on the show, but I usually don't take uh, show topics unless it bears with my spirit. I pray about it. I get revelation on it, and then I, I pour it out. So with that being said, I still want to hear your opinion. I still want to hear what's important to you because um, I believe iron sharpens iron, first of all. And also, um, I don't ever want to be the kind of leader that's not tangible, that thinks you know so much that you can't um, be given insight. Ever, ever, ever I do I want to be that kind of leader. So I just would love to hear what you guys uh, think, what the pulse is. I have a pretty good uh, hand on the pulse, I believe. But I also, uh, like I said, feel like it's necessary to, you know, bounce ideas off of, off of each other and sharpen each other. Uh, one thing that God has really been dealing with me on outside of my book topic is really the uh, need to uh, scale beyond the four walls. I um, had got my start, obviously, um, in ministry And um, I did a magazine and had all that stuff. And God blessed that whole season of my life. Um, But it became very apparent to me early in the early, early onset of ministry that I was not called to do it like everyone else. I distinctly remember where I was sitting when God showed me that my calling was beyond walls. And don't get me wrong, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I know that there are moments where I'm called to go in and I know there's moments I'm called to go out. And so um, God has blessed me. To be able to flow in any setting, whether it's a corporate setting, whether it's an evangelical setting, whether it's a Baptist setting, Pentecostal, whether it is a marketplace where nobody wants to go, what it doesn't like, whatever sec, as we call it, quote, secular, which I think that term is so funny. <laughs> like, toothbrush makers are secular, you know what I mean? Like, but anyway, whether it's a secular market, um, whether it's a m- Hollywood, whether it's the music space, like. God has really blessed me to have a, di- a diversity of gifts and to be able to go in and speak the language of the place I'm going to and not compromise the gospel. So because of that, I honor it and I ask God at all times what he wants me to do and what it wants to look like. And make the mistake, I'm a church girl to my heart. howso endeavor? I know I'm called to go out and reach and compel. So that's what I do. I take the cross with me. So with that being said, I just want to be you know, mindful and honor that and um, really, I don't know, really just make sure in all that I do that I'm pleasing God. I said this on a, um, a little clip I did the other day and I, I might post it, but I was talking about uh, what I thought the uh, model and the ideal of a successful life was, right? And so I think we live in a space where we measure success very differently. So you really have all these different people who will tell you what they think success is, right? And some people think success is when you have $10 million. And some people think success is when um, everybody likes you. And somebody thinks success is when everybody sees you on TV or you write the book. or you Like everybody thinks success is is only what is seen. And um, I remember, I can't remember what year it was, but it might have been like six, seven years ago. I remember where I was sitting when... I, I got the revelation that success is more than just um, things that people see. And I asked God, what, what is the ideal of model success? And I believe the ideal of model success is not what people can see only, it's not just about um, the metrics and the numbers. And don't get me wrong, I know my theologians who are listening are gonna be like, what you mean it's not just in the numbers? Yes, numbers matter. We know that God wrote a whole book about numbers, so we know numbers matter, right? And we know God numbers the hairs on our heads, so we know numbers matter to God. And we know that all these things are so. We know that God tells us to number our days. We know all these things matter, right? How so and <laughs> How so and ever? I do believe that numbers do not automatically equate success. God looks after the one just like he looks after the million. It does not mean that it doesn't matter. It just means that numbers don't mean the same thing to God all the time that we think it means to us. So when I ask God, uh, what does, does success look like? I really believe the revelation I received that it's not as much about numbers as it is about posture, and it really is about pleasing God. So to me, the definition of a successful life is, is God pleased? Was God pleased? When I'm 99 At my end of days, I want to know that God was pleased. It's like the scripture. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. To me, that is the epitome, the embodiment of what it means to have a successful life. Was God pleased? So in all that I do, in all the diversity of gifts, in the many ways that God allows me to flow, it is not about as much of did I reach a million people? I've been viral before, it ain't all as cracked up to be. I'm grateful for it, but it's not all cracked up to be. I have seen successful platforms before, I've spoken in front of thousands, I've been on t- like I've done all the stuff, right? And I'm grateful for it, and I'm grateful for what's coming after me. However, at the end of it all, my, my answer to God one I want to be yes but also I want to know that I please God with my gifts and what he called me to do and that's it and that's all so for me that is the measure of success do I want all the other stuff that comes with success I think everybody does you'd be silly to be like no I want to struggle my whole life no everybody wants everything that comes with success and I'm grateful because I'm blessed however if you ask me to give a metric for success my metric is simply this was God pleased whatever I just did was God pleased and I think in doing that uh therein lies the beginning of success so like the Bible says and then all these things will be added unto you so with that being said um I done read my mouth a little uh um free fall on this show but I think it was necessary just kind of give a touch point reintroduce myself if you will and um just to say hello so I hope this blessed you let me know what you thought Again, uh, we are going into soft launching, if you will, into full production mode. So I know you're going to have a lot to say because you y'all always be hitting me up in the DM. So thank you in advance. Um, also, again, don't, feel, feel, don't forget to say that five times fast. Don't forget to uh, check it out on YouTube. And until we talk again, you are listening to Let Me Find Out.